I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. Today, we have a big episode for you guys. We're going to talk about making big life decisions, what goes into making a big decision, how we deal with making big decisions in our life. But first, we have a lot to catch up on. Yes. Instead of catching up on our personal lives, we're going to catch you up with the podcast. We have some very exciting things that we've been working on behind the scenes. So we thought we would use this little intro segment today to inform you guys of what we've been working on. Yes, big things going on over here. And we'll save catching up for next week's episode. But yes, first, we have a very big and new giveaway going on. And I think, Allison, you should tell us all about this because this gift was your idea and I am obsessed with it. Aw, cute. Thank you. Okay. So, of course, you've been doing, you know, the hot girl walks listening to the podcast for a while. That's not even just special to already friends, even though we think it's special when you guys go on your walks and tag us. But I think, you know, in social media world, it's been fun for girls and guys to go out, go for a walk and listen to a podcast. And I have been doing this on my own and I was realizing like, I just have too many things in my hand. I'm like, okay, I've tried to, I've got my fanny pack. Well, do I bring a water bottle or do I listen with my AirPods? Do I carry all of this stuff? And I was starting to get a little stressed out because a podcast is kind of long, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. And if it's going to start getting hot out, I'm going to be thirsty and then I need my keys. What if I want to stop somewhere? So I was on the hunt online for like the perfect bag solution to use for my hot girl walks. And I think I'm saying it right. Bees, B-E-I-S. Is that how we're going to say it? I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's the girl from Pretty Little Liar. 
tires. It's her company. Yeah. And the, the website's really cool. She has so many travel bag solutions and they've made this water bottle sling and it's got a perfect little pocket that can fit, you know, your AirPods, your keys, your wallet, and then you can put your water bottle inside there. That way you can be hydrated on your hot girl walks. So we were thinking this water bottle sling plus the Smiley Friends tote bag. And Kara will tell you how you can enter to win these things. Yeah. So to win the water bottle sling and the Smiley Face tote bag, you have to share an Instagram story of yourself listening to the podcast. So that can really be you listening anywhere on your hot girl walk, on a drive, something, maybe a selfie of you, you know, getting ready to go out and listen to the podcast or just a screenshot of the podcast on your phone. Share it to your Instagram story, tag us. And yes, it's just us wanting to inspire you guys to get out, get moving. But also, of course, it helps us when you guys share the podcast to your friends, to your family. That's truly the best way we can grow. So it's kind of a win-win for all of us. Absolutely. And we don't want you guys to overthink it. It can be your cute outfit that you're wearing out. Maybe you and your friend even go for one of these walks together and it's like a selfie of you guys. Maybe you bring your dog along. Whatever it is, we just love seeing you guys in your element while you're listening to it. It's fun for us to get a little scope into your world. Okay, yes. So make sure you enter into that giveaway. Share the podcast. You guys know what to do. Which will be live from today, April 1st, when this episode comes out all the way until June 30th. So you guys have three months to enter this and then we'll come up with a different thing after that. Yeah, we think it's fun to just switch it up, you know, have different little giveaways for different seasons of our lives. So this will be the first one of that. Next announcement. This has been something we've been wanting to do for literally forever. It was probably one of the first things we thought of doing when we launched the podcast. But life happened and it kind of it got pushed <laughs> to the back burner a little bit. But that's okay. But we can finally announce that there's officially an Already Friends Facebook group and it's called the Friends Squad because you guys are friends. We're a squad. We're doing this together. We're doing the podcast together. We couldn't have this show without you guys. So what better way to all connect than with a Facebook group? And it's just a good way for you guys to meet each other. That's the biggest thing we want through this group is to just get you guys connected where you guys can meet up, get coffee if you move to a new city, maybe find someone in the group that also lives in that city. And, you know, again, it's just a really good way for all of us like-minded people that enjoy the same things to get connected and meet each other. Absolutely. So go ahead and join that. Just search already friends podcast, semicolon friend squad, and we'll let you into that. And then the cherry on top is our Patreon group, which is more we're thinking, you know, our BFF squad, the loyal listeners. And then that's more content led by Kara and I, whether we're making a bonus episode or we're doing one of our Zoom chats, that's more for us to facilitate. Of course, we want you guys to like interact and comment, but we felt like the Facebook group might be a little more casual that you guys can connect with each other. And then in the Patreon, maybe it's mine and Kara's ideas or things that we're hosting. But we have a very exciting power hour that will be coming up Monday, April 4th. And the date could not be more spot on. You guys know four is my number, specifically 444. And Kara and I, we were just having a little phone call and we were like, oh my gosh, fourth month. It'll be the fourth day at 4 p.m. We've got to do like a manifestation power hour with our Patreon friends. Come join us again on April 4th this month. And we're going to do kind of just like a fun little networking 
again, Manifestation Power Hour. We just want to hop on, connect with you guys, connect with our BFF squad in the Patreon. So we'll log on, maybe do a little icebreaker, get to know each other, and then bring some manifestations or some things that you've accomplished through manifestation. We're kind of all going to go around, share manifestations, get inspired by one another and our stories. And then we'll do a little mini manifestation power hour and write down future things that we're manifesting. So it's going to be a great time. And like Allison said, definitely want to use the Facebook group to connect you guys. We'll definitely still be in there. Of course, we're in there. We're going to throw some things in there too. But if you really want to have those events, like these Zoom meetings and stuff with us, we'll sprinkle those throughout the year in the Patreon group. So yeah. Perfect. So to recap those three things real fast. First up, we have the giveaway mainly on IG stories. And then that will be live April 1st to June 30th. Facebook group, that is live all the time, forever. Come and join anytime you want. And then Patreon is patreon.com slash friends. It's $5 a month, no commitments. You can come in. There's some past content that you have access to no matter when you join. And if you... If you want to leave us in the BFF squad, it's okay. You can take a break. We understand. And mm-hmm. yeah, join whenever you want, leave whenever you want. But we're hoping to use that space as a place to host these Zoom events, do our bonus episodes. And again, it's $5 a month. And of course, that supports the podcast, supports us in doing this show. So it is very, very yes, helpful. Yes. We cannot thank the patrons enough because that is literally how the show is alive right now. And we did a January goal setting meetup over Zoom. And seriously, it was really fun. And afterwards, I felt inspired. And it was great to see some faces to some of the names and actually mm-hmm. get to know you guys. And I felt that the members in the Zoom also felt like it was really fun. Yeah, I agree. I, I left feeling really inspired. And that's even kind of why me and Allison were like, okay, this is going to be the bread and butter to this Patreon group. Like, let's do more of these events. So that's what we're thinking, guys. Because this podcast us. is supposed to be about friendship and connection and companionship. And of course, we want to be able to hang out with all of you guys around the world all the time. But it's kind of hard as only two people. And the Patreon is the perfect solution to being able to actually see you guys virtually face to face. Yes. Okay, we can roll into our peak of the week. Yeah, why don't you go first? Tell us all about what you're about to say because I cannot wait to hear about this. My peak of the week is that I got to check off a bucket list item, which was going to the Billie Eilish concert. But I have to give a little backstory because it's so funny. I have been a big Billie fan for years. Like I think I originally fell in love with her over those Vogue interview videos. I was like, this girl is so sweet and down to earth and like a badass and she's young and she's just killing it. And I don't know where the confusion went wrong with my parents. My sister did buy a a record of Billy, but for some reason my parents thought that she was the big Billy fan and not me. So Christmas 2019, my dad gets my sister really good tickets to the Billy Eilish concert and she opens them and I was like, "Wait, what? This is so sad." Like I wanted to go and my dad was like, "Yeah, sorry, I only got one ticket because they were so expensive, but if a friend wants to go with you, they can." And I was like, "I thought for sure that she was going to have two tickets when she opened it because I was like, "Oh, well that's fine. I'll be I'll be your plus one." And then there was actually Actually, only one ticket. And we were like, dad, even though obviously very generous. And it makes sense because I'm sure my sister could have found a friend that was going to. But anyways, the concert gets canceled because it was pandemic time. So then it was like rescheduled, rescheduled, and I kept wanting to go. And then I would get rescheduled again. And so then finally, she was back here in Omaha this month. 
And my mom's friend messages my mom and is like, hey, I have four tickets to the Billy concert if you want to bring someone. So my mom's like, oh my God, Ashley is a huge fan. My sister, once again, not being a huge fan. My mom texts my sister <laughs> oh my gosh. and is like, Ash, do you want to go to the Billy concert? And peak of the week moment goes out to my sister because my sister was like, mom, you have to ask Allison. She is the one that really wants to go to this concert and just keeps getting shafted. And she will be really sad if we go and she didn't invite her. So then my mom invited me and me, my mom, sister, and my mom's friend went and we had a really good dinner before and the tickets were very good, but it was just so funny how it all unfolded, the miscommunication. But I spoke up about my my love and it worked out because if I hadn't been adamant of communicating that I was the fan, I wouldn't have got to go to the concert. Wow. So <laughs> give us any details. Like how did she perform? Like, was it a great show? Okay. So I think she kind of had two types of performances going on. Like the really intense light show, you're jumping and you're dancing songs. And then she would mix it up of like her playing guitar very eloquently with Phineas, her brother. And me and my sister were definitely more down for like the slow, meaningful vibes. But I do get that a lot of people go to a concert to like jump around and rage face. So I think she did a good job of like trying to serve both those audiences. But my favorite thing about it was that she didn't sing the whole song. So if you go to a concert and you don't know a particular song or it's not your favorite, it's kind of like, wow, this is a long time sitting through this song. She just sang so many. So it was just like fun the entire time. And she also talked to wow. the crowd a lot. And I was, I just kept being like, is this really her? Like, I, it's just weird. I was like, is this a lookalike or is this like actually this person? Obviously yeah, this it's girl, her. But... I watched on the Vogue videos. Like she's right there. Yeah. But I like felt so sad for her at the same time. I think that's me getting older and also just realizing like what fame does to these people. But I just like couldn't help putting myself in her shoes of being like, I can't imagine what her life is like because her tour lineup was like, one city to another country to another city, like just back to back to back. And if you follow her closely, you know that she has like those leg problems from jumping around. If you've watched the documentary and she was literally wearing knee pads at the concert. And I was like, this poor girl's body is like broken and she's all of 20 years old. So oh my gosh. it was really good. I just, I admire her a lot because she has just done so much by her age. And I think she handles it really, really well. Yeah. But yeah, she's very mature. Wow. Sorry to anyone that's not a Billy fan and you just had to listen to my Billy gushing, but I love her. Um, No, I (laughs) don't know anyone who's not a Billy Eilish fan. So if you are, apologies, but we love her. I think for my peak of the week, I've had a lot happen in the last month, which again, I'm excited to catch up on next episode, but I'm going to go out of order and I'm going to do my peak of the week also concert related because why not? Why don't we just match ours up? So I went to DC, which I talked about on the podcast, had such a good time. Again, totally will catch you guys up on that down the road, but I was with my friend Heidi and I'm in town Friday night and I see one of my coworkers and my past coworkers from Beautiful Destinations, Robin is in DC who literally five months ago, we were filming a tourism video for Visit the USA in the Pacific Northwest. And now he's like one of the lead videographers for Bad Bunny. And if you guys don't know who Bad Bunny is, he's like literally one of the number one artists in the world. He's like a reggaeton artist. So for the Spanish speaking listeners, you guys, you guys know. So 
I see he's in DC. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Robin, let me know if you're around. Like, I'd love to get drinks with you or just like see you after the concert because I know you're busy working. And he was like, wait, do you want to come to the concert? Stop. And I was like, shut up. I was like, wait, I love Bad Bunny because I don't know. I just went to the DR and like me and Hania and McKenna were like listening to Bad Bunny. He's not from the DR. He's from Puerto Rico. But you know, when you're in a Spanish-speaking country, you know, you're listening to the music. I I don't know. I've just like loved Bad Bunny. And if I know any Spanish-speaking songs, they're literally his. And so I was like freaking out. And Heidi was like, okay, well, I don't really know who Bad Bunny is. So I'm good. Like you can just go. And so I was like, okay, I'll just go by myself. I don't care. I'm like so excited. But then my friend Chris lives an hour from DC. And he's also friends with Robin. Like we all worked at BD together. And so then I was like, wait, I guess Chris could come. So I texted Chris and he's like, all right, I'm on my way. So he like dropped what he was doing. That's amazing. So he like asked if we wanted to go. Yes. At like 7 p.m. And the show started at 9. I'm like, I knew Chris would pull through. Like he found a way. So we meet at the stadium. And I don't know, when your friend who works... like I've never had like a friend hook it up like that. So I'm like, you know, I was expecting like nosebleeds. I was like, it's either gonna be like nosebleeds or a GA area. Like, I don't know what... When someone says they can like let you in the concert, like what that means. He literally got us tickets in the third row. So I'm just like, what in the world? So it was just so cool. And I wasn't even like, I was obviously stoked to be at Bad Bunny. Like that was the coolest concert ever. But then I was like more just so proud of my friend Robin because I'm like five months ago, you were working with Visit the USA and now you're literally doing this, leading the videos for like one of the biggest artists in the world. I'm just like, wow. It just goes to show how fast your life can change. And I don't know. I was just so proud of him. And I was like watching him running around filming. And I'm like, I know him. (laughs) No, that's amazing. But yeah, and even like, it's funny because I was telling the story. I was like, kind of like a weird full circle moment. But like in 2017, I went to the Chainsmokers concert in St. Louis. So random. Who goes to a Chainsmokers concert? I don't know. But me, I guess. But I saw his videographer there and he was like this big Instagram famous videographer. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know who that is. Like just like knowing him from Instagram. And like I saw that videographer like running around the Chainsmokers. I'm like, that's so cool. Like, but now like five years later, like, I see a video like I know that I literally work with him. And not only do I know him, he got me in here for free because I have the in. Yeah, it's just crazy. So I'm like, wow, how much can change in a few years and even in yeah, five months. So congrats, Robin. You're too cool now. I'm like, wow. (laughs) I was not expecting to get to go. So that was that was just so cool. Well, I think that says a lot about you though too because people can feel if someone's just trying to mooch off them and I'm sure he gets like hit up now a lot and it can suck when you start to get at that level. Not that I would know, but you probably feel like people are using you, you know, to get what you have or Mm -hmm. get a shout out or whatever, but he obviously knows your heart and that that's like not what you were trying to do. So it's props to you too for just being a good person. Yeah. So it was just such a cool surprise and so fun. So I was actually LOLing at your stories with Chris of you guys just like (laughs) (laughs) raging face. I don't know. I was like, this is so different than the like wholesome Disney content we had last week, but I'm I'm here for both. (laughs) I'm literally, oh my God, it was so fun. Like, well, it was like, Chris was like, it looks like I know the lyrics in that video. That was like my favorite Bad Buddy song, Dikiti. Like I literally know every single word and it's all in Spanish. And I was like going off. That was his last song that he performed in like the whole stadium. Also like the most ear shattering screams I've ever heard in my life. Like 
crazy. But yeah, those fans are like so loud. But yeah, it was funny because Chris is like, it looks like I know the words next to you. And I'm like, you do, right? Like, (laughs) we all know them. But it was definitely a switch up from all the wholesome Visit the USA content for sure. Well, I think looping that back up to tie a bow on it. I think we're clearly just excited that we got to go to a concert again because this was my first big concert since pre-pandemic time. I don't know about you. Yes. No, same. And it was just good to feel like the energy of a room with like thousands of people again and have, I don't know, people just being nice to each other and strangers interacting again. So it was mm-hmm. fun on a lot of levels. I agree. There's like something so magical about live music and just like seeing an artist that you love in person and them sounding exactly the same. And you're like, wow, this is so cool. For your guys' peaks of the week, we have Rachel. She got a Peloton and she is loving it. So fun. Christina said, moved into my own apartment all by myself and got a new job. Congrats. So many amazing life changes. And Karen said, just booked a family trip to the Ozarks. Ozarks is definitely in like Branson, like fun family summer vacation spots. Kind of makes me feel like I'm in the 90s. Yes. I love a good like the Ozarks trip. Sign me up for sure. And then Jaden said, spent the past Sunday filling up my cup and resetting my space and reading a good book. Love that. Sounds lovely. Sunday. Yeah. Make sure to send in your peaks to our Instagram at We're Already Friends to be featured. Okay. And today, the reason I wanted to talk about big decisions is because that's what's been going on in my life right now. I feel like I've been kind of quiet on socials the last 10 days or so. And this is going to make me sound like one of those annoying social media people, but it's because I've been faced with this decision and this project that I've been working on. And I like literally can't say anything about it. So I've probably spent like, I don't know, upwards of 25 hours in meetings and on calls for this potential situation. And then tons of outside time of that thinking, journaling, talking to my friends and family about this. And it's just like not something that I feel comfortable sharing yet. And it's just hard because so much of my life I share, but I felt like it would be fun to talk through a little bit of the decision-making process on this because no matter who you are or what stage of life you're in, you're always going to have more decisions. So we're going to try to make this broad enough that it's relatable to you and your life and your age and stage, no matter what you're going through. And with this time of the year, there are so many decisions being made. I know May 1st is typically the deadline to decide a college that you're going to go to. May also brings graduation of high school, graduation of college. Like, what are you going to do once you graduate? There's literally a million different paths that you could take in life. And I feel like it's the season of choices that were, you know, is really upon us right now. So that's also another reason why we thought it'd be a perfect time to talk about this because yeah, no matter where you are in life or what you do in life, there's always going to be a moment where you have a big decision and hopefully you can come back to this episode, listen, get some advice, or if it's right now that you're making the decision, you can get some clarity and walk through it with us. For sure. Because some decisions are really exciting and some are stressful and it can feel hard and it can feel lonely. And sometimes they're not such fun decisions, like maybe a bad breakup or depending on your situation, like a divorce. Like Decisions are tough. And I think that they really weigh on us because one decision can really change the trajectory of your life course. But we wanted to get into that. And even though in our heads, a lot of us build up decisions to be so scary, we wanted to provide some relief that 
Just because we make one decision doesn't mean it's an end-all be-all. Exactly. And with this kind of research that we were doing in the topic, I found a lot of just even conversation around what decisions even are. So I feel like we should start there because big life decisions are big decisions. But I don't know if you realize that we make thousands of decisions every single day. I think an article I saw on Inc.com said that it's estimated the average adult makes more than 35,000 decisions a day. 35,000. So think about that. If you are feeling really conflicted over this one big thing, just know that you made 30,000 decisions today and you did that. Like, So you know you have the capability in you to make those decisions. But of course, there are way simpler decisions and they're more complex situations. And what I was really finding was simple decisions can be decided more analytically. So for example, say you're going to work and you're trying to figure out what route to get there. There's one route that takes you 15 minutes, one route that takes you 20 minutes. So what decision are you going to make? Like the choice is very clear. You take the faster route. Analytically, logically, that makes sense. Boom. That's the decision. If your car's low on gas, which gas station are you going to go to? You're probably just going to pick the one that's closest distance. There you go. Analytical decisions. Love that. But with life decisions, what's really hard with these options that we're given is that neither choice is numerically or like analytically better because both decisions in a lot of cases have so many different outcomes that could come. And there's not a very much pen and paper better choice. And that's what I've even found in my life, which we're going to share about some tough decisions that we've made. But if you take A and B for a big life decision, it's not typically numerically better. Or if it was numerically better, it wouldn't have been such a big, hard life decision. Absolutely. And I think with those smaller choices, it's this or that. Should I go to this gas station or that gas station? Take this route or that? But if you're deciding what college to go to, or you're deciding what trip to take, or if you should break up with someone or something, it's not A or B. It's like A or a myriad of possibilities. And each choice can umbrella out to all of these other choices. So I think that that is a huge note that we want to hone in on today is it's not this or that. So the overwhelming Mm -hmm. weight of feeling like you have to choose between A or B, it's not the case. There's not, this is the right choice. This is the wrong choice. There can be a lot of right choices. Yeah. And a TED Talk that I saw by philosopher Ruth Chang, highly recommend. This is a really good TED Talk. But she said, hard choices are hard because there are no best options. Because that's exactly what Allison's saying. It's like, it's not a right and a wrong. And even a kind of a note that I wanted to make during this episode is that if you're going through a hard life decision and someone's trying to tell you that one's right, one's wrong, they're wrong. Like there should never be pressure from other people to make a certain decision because again, there's so many different things that could come from each choice. And like we'll say further on, you kind of got to go with your gut. We're going to talk about trusting your gut, that whole process. But I think it'd be good for us to share maybe some of the tough decisions that we've made and kind of how we made those choices. No, I think that's perfect. I think the only other thing I had written down kind of for that intro was even though there are tons of routes, it's more about choosing which route is most aligned with you and your goals. And that's what I found with all of the things I want to do in life. I'm like, I want to do everything, but you can't do it all, which leads me to another great quote. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And I have been trying to like hammer that into my head right now is I'm one person. I cannot do everything. So how am I going to use my limited resources of my existence to choose the things that make my soul sing, that make me feel valued and alive and help others? Because I'm not going to be able to do it all. But yes, Mm -hmm. going into that, one of the decisions I want to talk about is ending a three-year relationship with someone because most people have probably gone through a breakup. 
And with that, most people have probably gone through a breakup that sucked a lot. (laughs) And they're never fun. Even if you have a good, clean breakup, such as the case with this one, getting to the point of making that decision is honestly sometimes more stressful than actually following through with the decision. And I, I feel bad sharing this story because it is really personal and I don't want this to negatively reflect on my ex because truly I have nothing but great things to say about him. He was an awesome guy. He's in a happy relationship now. I wish him the best. We had great times. And that is why actually this was such a hard decision. We had been dating for three years. We already lived together. We worked together. We had peaches together. And I just felt in my soul, deep down, that it wasn't going to work out, but that it could work out. I could imagine our future together. Like I could see how we could have had a ton of success together. We hardly ever fought. We made a great team. But in my mind, I was like, I feel like this is 99% perfect. And I wanted that 100%. And I constantly kept going back in my head with like, well, what if we break up and I never find 100%? Like, what if I only find someone after this that's 80% a great match or an 85%? And why did I throw away the 99% great match that I had? But I just listened to my gut and was like, I don't know. I feel like if I don't end this, and it was a mutual ending for sure, that I'll always wonder what it could have been like if I found 100%. And, you know, fast forward to today and I found Clay and he is my 100% match and I freaking love him so much. And I can't imagine not being with him. Like we just make so much sense. And I never would have gotten that if... I hadn't made that really hard decision a while back. And, you know, in the time after you break up with someone before you find like a next partner, it can take months, years of loneliness and you wondering like, wow, did I make the right choice? What was I doing? Maybe I shouldn't have done that. X, Y, Z. But I'm here to tell you that your your like gut instinct knows. And even Mm -hmm. if there's not a really obvious reason, like this person is disrespectful or you're fighting all the time or something very clear reason, a very clear reason to break up, your, I don't know, your gut instinct is enough of a reason. Yeah. You've got to trust your gut. Because your head can make up so many reasons for each side. And that's where, you know, you're, we've been taught to make decisions from the analytical side. Like, let's make a pro con pro list. Like, which one makes more sense numerically? But for this stuff, you like have to trust your gut because they can't be measured. Those decisions can't be measured numerically at all. They aren't because mathematically it made a great sense to stay in that relationship. Like, what are the odds mm-hmm. that I was going to find a person that's also single that also loves me and is that 100% match. Like statistically, terrible odds would have made way more sense to stay in the 99% great situation. Yeah. And through that story that you were sharing, I saw, I could like see that that relationship was maybe comfortable. Like you could have stayed in that comfort. And I think that's where maybe some people, even if you're not making a big life decision, maybe you're just like staying in the same spot and not putting yourself in the decision phase. It's because you are really comfortable with whatever position you're in. And it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, you don't want to go through that uncomfort. Yeah, and you can just float through life making the comfortable decisions. And that's even kind of what this Ruth Chang talked about. There's people in life that are just floaters. They'll never make these decisions. They'll just let life kind of pick their path for them. And that's not either right or wrong, but it's just so much better to be in charge of your own life and sit with yourself and just trust your gut. What makes the most sense for me? What aligns with where I want to be in 10 years, 20 years? 
yeah, with every decision, I feel like you really have to think about what your best self looks like and trust your gut always. Absolutely. That was such a perfect play off of all of that because like you said, that could have been a good, comfortable relationship and I could have been happy. Mm -hmm. But you know, on this podcast, we're not going for good, content, and comfortable. Like we want to hit that next level. And now Mm -hmm. that I'm in this like 100% match relationship, I'm like, holy shit, like it doesn't get better than this. Like this is what they talk about in the movies type of thing. And I didn't feel that way before. Yeah, and everyone deserves to have that kind of love, to feel loved, to feel worthy. Absolutely. So if you're not getting that from a relationship, even just a little sign it right there. You absolutely deserve to feel like you're in a movie. And there are how many people on this planet? Eight billion? Mm -hmm. You can find a perfect (laughs) match for you. Absolutely. Okay, your turn. I'm like so excited to hear some of your stuff too. Yeah. And I I feel like I've shared some of these on the podcast before, but it's a good recap as well. I think probably one of the biggest decision moments of my life was life after college. And I'm sure people are going to relate to this. I feel like that is such a crazy time to make decisions because as I mentioned previously, I graduated in May of 2018. And through networking and meeting people at college conferences, I had a job offer in June and this job in Chicago. And it was this really cool company, but it was basically like a glorified secretary job, totally an office assistant. And sitting there, like looking at that salary, Chicago would be a really cool place to live. I'm like, that could be a whole life for me. But I feel like deep down in my gut, I knew that was not my move. So like, it was kind of like an easier no. It was kind of enticing. Like I had friends friends in Chicago, like people were moving there, but that was a no. I knew like deep down in my gut that like I deserved my dream job and I was going to wait for my dream job. And I would rather be a beer cart girl at a country club at living at my parents' house in Omaha, Nebraska, waiting for a dream job than take a job in Chicago and like hope that I can like work my way up whatever ladder that would have been to like find a passion there. So stayed at home lived with my parents, was literally waiting. And then I found my dream job with Beautiful Destinations. And that was in February of 2019. So I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast before because I'm kind of embarrassed by it. But I think a week before I saw this posting for this job in Beautiful Destinations, I accepted a marketing coordinator position in Omaha, Nebraska. So I had just accepted a full-time job at this company. And not that that felt like settling, but I knew that like that I could have left whenever I found this dream job. Like I still was just kind of like floating, being the floater kind of in that moment, just like waiting for the right moment. But when I found this position at Beautiful Destinations, I applied, got the interview. And when I got the job offer, I had the decision. I'm like, do I stay in this marketing job? Like, do I keep interviewing for Beautiful Destinations? Like, do I keep going with this? Do I stay at this marketing job? Stay in Omaha? Like, I didn't envision myself in Omaha. I've always wanted to live in New York City, but I didn't just want to move to New York City with any job per se. Like, I, I didn't want to just move there, get a job, just to work a job to live there. Like, I just wanted everything to work out. Like, I just knew that I could do it. So then I chose to move to New York City, chose to quit the job in Omaha, which was so shitty. Having to go to your boss of like two weeks and tell them that you're quitting. But again, that was such a mentor of mine. Like he was so understanding. I think he knew that it was kind of just like a hopper job for me. Like they were excited to have me if it was even a short amount of time. I don't know. Yeah, that was probably a big decision for me because even in that moment, that was also the time where me and my boyfriend broke up because he wanted to move to Chicago. I wanted to move to New York. He didn't want to move to New York. And we decided to part ways, which obviously we ended up getting back together six months later. That was not planned. It was not a break. It was for sure a full-on breakup. But we just knew that like we couldn't do long distance. Like that just wasn't going to work for us. So not only did I get a job and move, I also broke with my boyfriend. We broke up 
Yeah. So wait, wait, quick personal side note that I remember going to La Bouvette together. It's this cute little wine bistro in Omaha and us sitting at that table up front and you telling me that you and Connor broke up. I just, I don't know. I just remember it. And it was really sad. That was like such a crazy month. Like so much happened because like I made decision to move. And then, then that unfortunately affected the relationship, which, you know, you can definitely do long distance. Don't let anyone discourage you. It was just like a certain situation. You know, everyone has a million different factors that play into things. But yeah, I think that in my gut, I knew that I needed to move. I knew that I needed to take this job. And like, again, even like six months later, I knew in my gut that like me and Connor were meant to be together. So it ended up working out because like, I think both of us knew that we'd rather date long distance from St. Louis to New York than not be together. So really quick though, I think the important thing that from both of those is each time your brain was not going to let you not know what if entailed. You want like, if you were in Omaha, you would have been like, well, what if I took that dream job in New York instead? Or what if Connor and I didn't break up? Like you were trying to get to that next like pinnacle and you didn't let yourself wonder. You went and got the answer. Yeah, I just went and did it, which (laughs) I think that's even kind of a moral of the story for this episode is that like sometimes you just have to do it and because I don't know I, I feel like it sucks again yeah it sucks to be like oh what if I would have done that but it also sucks to be like six months down the road and you never made a decision on like whether or not you should have yeah broken up with someone whether or not you should have asked someone out like I feel like you can't sit on decisions either like sometimes you really just have to do it I never like in the back of my mind was like oh I'm gonna break up with Connor and then we're gonna get back together like I just like trusted the universe like I felt like I don't know I don't even know what I was thinking in that time but now I don't know. I just feel like it all worked out. And I feel like if I wouldn't have done that, I don't even, I can't imagine what my life would look like. I don't know. My life has just got, been so crazy and I'm so grateful for all, all the opportunities that have come, but it all stemmed from like all of those decisions that I had to make. Those are, they were really, really hard. Exactly. And I think that goes back to the point we we're making at the beginning is it wasn't Omaha or BD in New York. It was like, okay, well now getting that job at BD led to all of these other umbrellas of opportunities. And then TikTok came around and it wasn't like there were only two paths to choose from. You mm-hmm. went you went on one path and then that had a whole, whole bunch of other routes that you ended up taking. Yeah. So that wouldn't have been available though if you had stayed on path A. Yeah. And absolutely the more comfortable decision would have been to stay in Omaha because then I was close to my boyfriend and we would have never had any issues because like me choosing the job in New York was kind of the reason we broke up because it's just like we both felt like we couldn't make it work. But I don't know. I feel like I've leveled up so much more that like we found, like we both realized that was stupid. <laughs> so I think also more of the story is that like you can definitely date someone long distance. But yeah, I think if I was going to be the floater route and just had let the world do its decisions and like me not put myself out there and make the decision, I would have still been in Omaha and I would have done the marketing job and like maybe I would have moved to St. Louis and then maybe I wouldn't have gotten into being a producer and working on really cool sets. But I'd probably be really satisfied too. I was probably, I'd probably be like photographer or still doing marketing. But I don't know. I think it just goes to show that you just have to trust your gut and like do the hard things, like do the hard decisions that, I don't know, definitely take a lot of balls to say yes to. Yeah, the risk. Yes. No risk, no reward. Yeah. And I think even for like my situation, I did not know it was going to come on the other side of it. Even when I moved to New York, that position that I got was a three-month internship that would be a full-time role if it was a successful internship. So even if I was doing the pro-con pro list and if I was being super analytical about it and being in my brain, and if I had non-supportive parents or people around me that were like, this doesn't make any sense. You're going to go do a three-month internship. Like, what if you don't get the job? Like, what if they don't offer it to you? Like, you have a stable job here. Like, this company 
company really wants you here. Like this company in New York is going to pay you minimum wage. Like, why would you do that? Like if I had gotten in my head about it, I probably would have said no. Like I probably would have never moved there because on pen and paper, it didn't really make sense to leave a salary job. I'm paying $0 in rent. Um, I'm close to my family. Like I'm probably not even paying anything for groceries. Like I feel like my parents just fed me where I'm going to go pay $1,200 in New York, make $15 an hour, do an internship that might not even turn to a full-time job. Like why would I do that? But I just knew that that was the right thing to do. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you. Look at us doing the tough decisions. Yay. Along the same lines, um, moving out of my college town was probably one of the bigger decisions I made because I was also so comfortable in that town. I had a salaried job. I would have been 23 probably at that time, 23, 24. And I was happy. The job paid great. Cost of living was low in Lincoln. So I got to have a cool apartment, got to travel, had a very flexible job. I absolutely loved the people I worked with, both the owners and my colleagues. On pen and paper, I basically had no reason to leave because I had absolutely nothing else lined up, which in hindsight, would probably recommend having something lined up before you quit your job. But I gave them like a 90-day phase out plan because I didn't, I respected this job so much. I wasn't just like, here's my two weeks I'm leaving. It was more like, I just felt a push to move on, but I didn't know what I was moving on towards. So there was no timeline. And I just like, my wheels were turning like, oh my God, the world is my oyster. I'm 24. I have some savings. I could literally go live anywhere in the world right now. But what industry do I want to work in? Because I was pretty good at the industry that I was working in. Or do I want to try something different since I just did that for three years? And I ended up, I don't know why I did it this way, but I basically then just moved back into my, moved to Omaha into my mom's house for like a month while I was thinking. And what even happened? Then I got my own apartment because I felt bad living under her roof. And then I started the pop-ups. And I started doing some event planning. And I feel like I was in a lull of not feeling super fulfilled, I guess, from that. Like it was fun and I was doing a good job of it, but I was like kind of confused by myself because I was like, why did I leave the salary job where I was super happy and got commission bonuses just to kind of like move an hour away and like have these pop-ups? Like I didn't really feel like I moved up. I was doing something different, but it wasn't necessarily up. And I realized, well, when you like switch industries, like you're going to become the beginner again. So I had kind of like moved moved my way up in that bar, nightclub, event planning industry. Like I had gotten pretty high. Well, of course, when I switched to doing fashion and retail, I'm not going to be at the same playing field. I had to start over and work my way up. And I actually kind of enjoyed that. It made me realize like I I just learned a lot. And now I have new wave. So now I'm back at that same point of it's kind of been three years of doing retail and clothing pop-ups, which is leading me to where I am now with having this huge decision because I'm comfortable with New Wave. The pop-ups are working great. I feel like the customers understand what's going on. And now I'm being presented with this other opportunity. And I'm like, wow, well, then I'm going to be a beginner all over again. And like, am I ready for that? Maybe. I don't know. But what? I guess I'm not really communicating what I learned from that decision. Probably just that it takes time. Like sometimes the fruit is not going to bear immediately. Like how you graduated in May and it took all the way until like the next February. Like that was September 2018. And I didn't open New Wave until June 2020. Like it took a long time to get that route where I wanted it. 
Yeah. So you have to be patient. And, and be willing to try things. You tried a lot of things. You threw a lot of stuff at the wall. And <laughs> yeah. stuck. Like I'm just envisioning you in the, even the outfit, the event planning one thing gig that you did. Oh. You had the pinstripe out. Like you did so much. And like I was coordinating party buses from one college town to another college town, which actually, seriously, I think I've mentioned on here before. <laughs> now that the world's opening back up again, great money in that. Coordinate great from business. a neighborhood <laughs> to like an arena or a stadium on a game day so that people have a safe driver and they can leave all their stuff on the bus and then take them home after. Great money. I don't even know why I stopped doing it. I guess it was the end of football season. But yeah, like it did take a long time. And I also feel like when something is new, it has like shiny object syndrome. So I wanted to like, well, I kind of, I was, I felt like my, my dues were paid at that event planning bar nightclub industry job. And I learned everything I wanted to learn. And so it was appealing to go and try something new, but you have to kind of evaluate like, do I just want to do that other thing because it's new and shiny or is it actually like aligned with my goals and values? Yeah. And I think it's just kind of taking the leap of faith and just going where you feel like your heart is telling you to go. Because again, that it makes sense to leave a really well salaried job to go move home with your parents. Again, like you said, probably not. But look how amazing your life is now. And it, you would have probably still had an amazing life doing that. Of course. That's even like the whole moral again of this episode is like... I would probably be running like a club in Chicago is like what that yeah. route was kind of going. And that that could that could be fun. Yeah. But is it aligned? Again, yeah. The, yeah. Is it aligned with what you want to do? Who you want to be? Only you can make that decision. And it's important to realize that like your values can change, especially as you get older. Because I worked at that bar nightclub job from 21 to 24, perfectly aligned with where I was. I was in college and just graduating college. I Social life was like the top of my priority list, meeting people, having fun on the weekends. Like that was perfect for that era of my life. And now being more in my late 20s, I'm like, okay, some values have shifted. I'm kind of into some different things. So let's pick something that's a little more on brand now. And that's okay. So you're allowed to change what you like and what you value and what you want to do with your life. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Well, another example for me, I feel like the first one was really the biggest one for me. So everything else after that, I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'll have harder decisions to come in the future, but that one was very hard. But after getting laid off in October 2020, where I kind of got shifted to the freelance model, that right there was one of the biggest decisions that I've had to make recently because when I got laid off, they said, we'd love to work with you on a freelance basis. Well, then I'm like, okay, well, do I want to be a freelancer? I feel like I should go get a different job because I don't know, I was just used at that point to having a salary and to working at a cool company. So I'm like, maybe there's another cool company out there that I could find. So I was interviewing for a couple jobs, one back in Omaha. Why did I think that I was going to go back to Omaha? I don't know. So I interviewed for a job in Omaha and then it was so not in line. It just like the clients they're working with were in farming. And I'm like, okay, I'm not like trying to work in farming. That doesn't really make sense for me. It was like farm marketing. Uh, that that one I was like, oh my gosh, why did, why, why am I doing this? This is, I'm not that, I'm not that girl. So, but then I found a job that was based in LA running a TikTok for a very famous publication was in like a second round interview. And I'm like, this is not what I want to do. I don't think like, yeah, I feel like moving to LA could be really cool. But I feel like it was just not... I could just feel that like something wasn't right. Like I think on pen and paper, I was like, that'd be so cool. Like interviewing celebrities, interviewing people for their TikTok, like 
everything in my head seemed to be like really cool, really glitzy, glamorous. But then I'm like, well, what if I tried freelancing? Like what? Like just in the back of my head, I'm like, the what ifs were going. What if I just gave it a shot and like put myself out there? And even Connor was like, yeah, I feel like you should definitely go freelance. Like even this TikTok thing that you're growing is doing really well. Like, I don't know. So that was a big decision. I chose to go freelance. I really didn't think I was going to. I thought I was going to get another job. But going freelance... I've grown my TikTok, have gotten amazing projects on a freelance basis. Like I feel like I have the best of both worlds where I'm working with beautiful destinations like as a job, but I'm also getting to do TikTok, the podcast, like so many other passion projects at the same time. And I'm really happy. And I feel like that's all that matters. Like you got to do what makes you happy. I feel like now that I'm looking at the LA job from an outside perspective, it's probably horrible hours. Insane, crazy hours. There's like one person running their TikTok. I don't know. And now you get to run your own TikTok. Yeah. Okay. At that point, like my TikTok was a bit smaller. So I bet on myself and it's worked out. That's good. I'm proud of you. And there's a good learning experience in that too, is you're working for someone else or you're working for yourself. And if you had taken either that marketing job or the LA thing, you wouldn't have been building up your own brand. And I also Mm -hmm. think that's why it was probably hard to decide is now more and more each year, having a personal brand is becoming like a more legit career, say, whether that's however you decide to make your own personal brand. But you know, at the beginning, it's really scary because you're like, I'm placing all bets on me. Like, am Mm -hmm. I going to be able to be my own accountant and manage all of this and have the motivation? and the confidence to choose myself every day. That's so different working for yourself. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And you don't really get breaks. Like at least with a nine to five, you have hours. But when you're working for yourself, you're always thinking of things you got to do. But it's definitely been one of the best decisions ever. So I'm very happy with that decision. And it's worked out. Yay. Okay. And then the third decision I want to share, I'll make this one a little shorter. This is a more fun decision. So while I was in that figuring out stage, I was probably 25 at this point, my lease was ending in Omaha and Clay and I had been dating for a little while. And I just wanted to backpack South America. And I wanted to do it with Clay because I had backpacked Europe when I was younger and it taught me so much. I feel like it really helped me reshape the way I saw the world and what I wanted out of life. And Clay played college football. So he had not even been out of the country. And I was like, you know, before we take those next steps in life, whether that's like married, get a house, whatever, like I feel like now is the time to do this. Like our calendar is free. So we were going to take a whole year to backpack South America. We're going to do one country a month. And that's one of those things like when you're kind of talking with say your friend or yourself or your partner about doing something like that, you're like, are we actually going to do this? Like, are we actually going to end our lease, sell the majority of our shit, work really hard right now so we can have this money in savings, put the extra stuff into storage and then like book a one-way ticket and say goodbye to our dogs and our family until further notice? Like, are we actually going to do that? Or does that just sign like a fun dream? But we we ended up doing it and we were gone for quite a few months. COVID had to make us come home, but we were on track to do that for like a full year. And it was just such a, a funny process because we would go back and forth. Like there would be some days that we were so excited and we'd be looking up places and it would only seem exciting. And then the next day we'd be like, there's no fucking way we're going to do this. Like we're insane. <laughs> like what? Like, but what about like my student loans? Well, are we just going to leave our cars at home and we still have to pay on our insurance every month? Like that, is, that makes no sense. What, are, what about our phones? We don't have an international phone plan. So then we're going to have to get a new phone carrier. And like, what about this? Like all the, all the reasons not to would keep coming up. And we just had to work Mm -hmm. through each of those battles. Well, where are we going to find a storage unit? How much of our stuff are we going to sell? What can we X, Y, Z? 
but we did it. And kind of how you feel like making that first decision makes all the other little decisions seem smaller. I also feel like each big decision you make in life gives you that confidence. Cause I'm like, you know what? I broke off a three-year relationship. I've moved my shit into storage. I've started a business. I've been to all these countries. Like I've lived out of a backpack, like throw it at me. Like it gets mm-hmm. to be more fun. And you start to realize like, it's not that serious. Like we could have just came, if we went backpacking, we hated it. We could just came home. If I started New Wave and I hated it, I could just close the store. But you know, you think that you make this choice and then you have to do it forever, but you can do it until you're just ready for the next thing. Yeah, I love that. You just got to roll the punches. And I don't know, if you are truly listening to your gut and like doing what your heart tells you, I feel like the world will just place you in the right steps to lead you to what you need. And if you need to adjust, it's going to bring you something that's going to let you adjust. Yeah. I think final advice, wrapping all these big decisions up. Again, you got to go with your gut. Doing what your head tells you can leave so much on the table. Sometimes the more rational decision is just not the one that's going to leave you to your fulfilled life. And it just goes back to needing to self-reflect and just ask yourself, like, again, what does the best version of myself look like? And is decision A more aligning with that? Or is decision B more aligning with that? And you know what? If two decisions are equally as good, you really can't decide. Maybe just flip a coin because I think a made decision is better than sitting on it and like agonizing and causing yourself so much stress. Like maybe flipping a coin is what you need to do. Okay, really quick thing on the flipping the coin. It actually works because if you in your head have each side as an option and if that coin flips and it lands on one side and you're thrilled, then you know that's the route. But if you're yes. if you get that like punch to the gut where you're like, I kind of wanted it to land on the other side, then you know. Because yeah. this is tiny, but Clay and I do that all the time for restaurants, like where we're going to eat. Yeah. <laughs> or if we're going to work out, like the other night we were like, okay, are we going to go to our evening workout class? And I was like, tails, because we're going to go shake our tail. And then it hit tails and we were like, fuck, now we have to go. <laughs> but it like, it, it decides for you. Yeah. It's that like once in the time. air, <laughs> what do you want it to land on? And then, yeah, even if it landed on what you didn't want, switch it to what you secretly wanted. Like that, mm-hmm. again, yes, is the point. Oh yeah. Do you have any other thing you want to add for final wrap-up advice? Um, I think sometimes you can talk it out to everyone. You know, maybe you're asking your parents and your siblings, your friend, your partner. And I think that is a very important part of the decision-making process because they might, you know, give you a different perspective, provide some guidance. But at the end of the day, it's your decision and you know what you want and what is best for you. No one else can really tell you that. So I think just to make sure that the choice is coming from you, not because someone else told you to. And I know that I briefly mentioned that too, but it's just like, seriously, if you have a friend that's telling you what to do, that is a bad friend in big life decisions. Like, okay, obviously they're egging you on to go to your evening workout. Like that's just, you know, friend stuff. But I recently had a friend who had to make a huge life decision. And when she would call me, I would just listen. I never gave my opinion because that is not my place. But our other friends were telling her what to do. And I was going to lose my... Because I'm like, this is not your decision. Like, Because it's not about what your friend would do. Yeah. Like these friends, I feel like wanted this person to make the decision they wanted because it benefited them. And I'm like, this is not what 
friends should be doing. Like, so if you're making a decision and people are trying to egg you a certain way, please do not listen to them. Like, lean into what you really think you should do. Or if someone comes to you, obviously, try not to give unsolicited opinions because they've got to do what's best for them at the end of the day. A thousand percent. And then when you make that choice, if it doesn't go how you wanted, then you're not blaming that person because they chose you to go that way. Or if you were the person that told them to do XYZ, then you kind of have that on you of like, well, you told them to quit their job or something. That way, it's like the responsibility is on the person whose life it is and what they wanted. Yeah, exactly. So with all that, we're sending you guys the best vibes. Decisions are hard. I feel like you guys can tell throughout this episode, like these were really hard decisions. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. So just take a deep breath. The only person putting pressure on yourself is you, is ourselves. Life's supposed to be fun. Make the decisions that make life fun, that make you happy. Because at the end of the day, like we're going to blink and we're going to be like 90. And are you going to be happy with what you did in those 70 years? Like that's what it's all about. Exactly. And every decision gets you one step closer to the life that you want. And the decisions are going to keep coming. You're going to keep having opportunities. They don't stop. So developing a good decision-making process is the better. Amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. We hope this resonated with you. If it did, please share this episode with a friend, a family member. Again, we grow the podcast through sharing. And if you haven't yet, we would really, really appreciate if you could rate and review this episode on Apple Podcasts or just rate it on Spotify. Seriously, those help so much get us ranking in those apps. We read all of them and appreciate your kind words so much. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. Catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.